What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Combo Church Podcast. My name is Craig. And my name is Kara, and we are the lead pastors of Combo Church. If you are listening on combochurch.com, iTunes, or Spotify, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like. We love it when you share with your family and friends, and we would love it if you could leave us a great review. Our prayer for you is that the message today will inspire purpose, encourage life, and build faith in you. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the message. message. Uh, today we have a very, very special uh, guest, not just one guest, but actually a team, but we have a guest that's going to be with us and uh, with me and my wife up here talking. Uh, we've been in a season of legacy as a church. Legacy, if you're a guest, is our um, our annual vision focus where, you know, we went through a period of 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church, and uh, we presented vision for the 2022 year and things that we felt like God is calling us to that's kind of the stuff that scares us, right, above and beyond where we have to really trust that God's going to come through, but we want to do impactful things for the Lord. Uh, if you remember, four legacy we have, it's kind of, it flows with the Great Commission. We have four lanes of legacy. We have the Convo Lane, which is in-house, our local lane, the national lane, and our world lane. And so those are the four lanes of legacy. Now today is really kind of like our very first tangible, practical step in that direction. And so we get to uh, talk with, uh, with Kate for from uh, Foster the City. This is a big part of our local lane this year, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And uh, something that uh, every if you saw them leaving the first experience, everybody had tears flowing down their face, snot coming out of their nose. It was that type of experience. If you're a guest, I'm sure you're excited to experience that today. Um, no, it wasn't quite that dramatic, but it was very, very impactful. Uh, listen, this is something that is near and dear to not just our heart. This isn't just something our church, I think, feels a passion for. As we, you'll see in the conversation today, we believe this is something very near and dear to the heart of God and something that I, I really do believe he's trying to wake up the church to see a need that the church can and should meet and it's a need that I think God is trying to address. So, so can you do me a favor? Can you uh, welcome Kay Schmidt and my wife, Pastor Kerr, as they join us up here? We're going to do a little interview style. Good morning. Yes. My goodness. Hey, guys, from the outside in, I just got to tell you, how awesome are Craig and Kara? <laughs> right? Holy moly. Um, I have had quite an honor, it's been an honor actually to get to know these two and the work that they're doing in the city. Um, so passionate and so incredible, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear a little bit of the story from Kara about how God has been moving in Convo. It's beautiful. I'm excited. So, a couple of months ago, I, um, because of our connection with X-Hope, which, which you guys, if you've been here over the last month or two, you probably have heard about X-Hope, the work we're doing and partnering with in Uganda um, to build a school and a church there. But um, because of that connection, um, the director of that organization, Wendy Cross, asked me to go to a conference a couple of months ago in Ohio. And I was like, Ohio. Um, but it's called CAFO, and I had never heard of it before. It's Christian Alliance for Orphans. And um, I said, okay, I will go. Um, and I kind of had didn't understand why I was being asked to go, but I, um, I'm a yes person. I say yes. When, when God presents an opportunity, I say yes. And so, um, which by the way, I believe as Christians and Jesus followers, we should say yes to Jesus. <laughs> so just side note. That's side good. Note. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Um, so I found myself in Ohio and I found myself sitting, um, in a session from 
some guy had never heard of before, and he was talking about Foster the City and um, an organization that started in the Bay Area and used to be called Foster the Bay. And he was talking about um, the church's response and how important it is for the church to stand up and respond to this need um, and how staggering the statistics are. And um, here I am taking notes. Like, my heart is like, ugh, you know, and trying to, meanwhile, have you guys ever been in a position where you know God is, like, knocking on the door of your heart and you just kind of keep saying no? <laughs> you kind of keep going, oh, that's kind of hard, God, so I'm not sure I'm going to answer this call. And so as I'm writing down all these statistics and, you know, filling in all the things, um, I, I just, I knew that there was something very, very important about that. So a week and a half later, I'm home and um, Craig goes, I got an email from somebody named Kate <laughs> and with Foster the City. And so one of my jobs coming back was like, I know we're supposed to get Convo involved in this, in the foster care arena somehow. And I was supposed to come back and research um, organizations that were already doing the work in our in our region because we don't want to reinvent something that's already happening and happening well. So we, we love to come alongside and partner with people. And so um, I hadn't even gotten to my research yet, and we get an email. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, thank you, Jesus. That makes it easy. And so I go and meet with, with Kate, and um, we discovered that we were, not only I was there in Ohio, but Kate was there in Ohio. Um, and I, didn't you say we were sitting in the same session? We were in the same we room. We were in the same yes. room, and, yeah. and I had no idea. Right. And so, you know, we're just talking about it and just kind of going, go, going over all this. And she's giving me statistics for what's happening actually in our region, in Washoe County, in, in this area. And um, after that meeting, I tried to hold it together pretty well. Um, I just, I went home, and I kind of had to process it for the next few days because it's, it's a lot. It's a big thing, and it's a lot to process, the, the stats and, and what's actually happening. Um, and it took me a couple days, but when I started talking to, to, um, to Craig about it, I was weeping, just weeping, because I knew it was something we could not ignore. As a church and as Jesus followers, we cannot ignore this mandate to care for these children um, somehow, and it's going to look different for everybody. So... Um, with that, with that, can you explain for us or to us what is what is Foster the City and what um, what does that look like and what what is the organization yes, all about? Absolutely, I think the really unique thing uh, about this story, and I tell this story often now, is how incredible it is that our God would see Convo, would see our kids in Reno on the other side of the nation, with two people who didn't know each other. And he said, there's something here. Yeah. He was thinking about these kids in this church and you being here today then. Yeah. And it's so surprising, right, for all of us. You know, but it's God, right? Yeah. So we're like, oh, it's God. <laughs> um, just truly amazing. Just absolutely breathtaking to me. The more and more I, it's an honor of a lifetime to get to sit in this position and do this work. But um, so Foster the City, we are a growing coalition of churches across northern Nevada um, working hard together to bring every child in foster care into a loving home. 
And we're responding to the urgent reality that there are more children entering foster care today than there are homes to care for them. Um, this is where it gets like really hard to hear. Um, today in Washoe County, we have 780 children who are in care and on average, every month, 33 enter care. And everybody has like a then COVID story, right? All of us, then COVID. Well, we're responding to the then COVID right now. Now it's been a need over time, but COVID has really just taken everybody out. Um, the foster care system is one of them. And so we've got 33 kids entering care and today, today we have zero homes for them to go to. Every week, um, myself as a licensed foster parent and everybody else who's licensed, we receive an email of no less than 23 children with their pictures attached, begging for people to take them into their home. They have come into care and they have no place for them. This is not okay. They're going to group homes that are run by staff instead of moms and dads and loving families and it breaks my heart. Every week I have to decide to open that email or not because I have to choose to, to sit in that. Um, it's really, really hard. And, I mean, my husband and I, we have six kids. My house is full. But, but what do we do? Like, what is our action? And how do we, how do, we do this work? And so we're here. Yeah. Um, Foster the City is here to make an impact and to change um, these children's lives, hopefully. Awesome. So what does it look like for a church to come alongside Foster the City um, to to also, <laughs> yes, <laughs> what does it look like <laughs> for um, a church to come alongside Foster the City right now? Yeah, so what is the church's role, right? Um, so when my husband and I started this process about six years ago in our local church, we kind of felt lonely. There wasn't really a ton of people doing this. Nobody could really mentor us and come alongside us. We didn't really have like boots on the ground community who knew how to care for this depth um, of work. And uh, then zoom out a little bit. The, the, the question is, where's the church in our city? Where's the response, right? Because we know that, that the Bible's riddled with the gospel call to action yeah. to care for the vulnerable child. And, and how do we take that step? And where is the action call? Um, one of my really great friends and my teammates on, on our team communicates this really well. And I actually want to read you a quote from her, if you don't mind. She says, whether a foster family or a support friend, this work is the direct holy work of Christ coming down from heaven to be present with us in the good and the bad times. It is the power of his kindness and his grace in the form of his death on the cross that enables foster families and support friends to love like Jesus, to champion a birth family to health and continuously, relentlessly, and unconditionally say, regardless of the past, regardless of the future, I will love you anyway. And that's what Jesus does for us. That's the love towards us. And we, as the church, are uniquely equipped for this love because we ourselves have experienced that unconditional, yeah. relentless yeah. pursuit of grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Yeah. And Jesus calls us, the church, to step into that in brave, bold vulnerability yeah. um, to say yes to Christ in the midst of this. Um, so our hope with Foster the City is that we would sweep through this city and through Washoe County, that churches would respond and say yes to this call and that families like yourselves would hear and step in um, to the lives of these vulnerable children. The really amazing thing, guys, is that we launched in October. 
We have five churches partnered with us just since October. Yeah. And this isn't just me. This isn't just my team. This is because God sees every child. And every child has a story. And God cares about all of their stories, every single one of them. And we are chasing God through this city. And God has a plan for Combo. And he's doing work right here today. Amazing. That's, that's incredible, Kate. I want to I connect it to vision as well because I think something that is so important when we look at the context of not just Convo Church. Like in this, in this arena, we're, like, we're just a piece of it. We're a piece of what God is doing in our region. Um, it is it's crucial to understand that this is connected to the gospel. Like this is not just, oh, the church needs to be active in our community and do church things, you know, and, you know, because that's what we're supposed to do. No, it's like this is the response of the gospel. Yeah. You know, we've been talking for a couple of weeks going, you know, as we started going through the book of Acts in a series, like the church is not the church just because we show up in a room. We're, we're the church when we gather together as a representation of the kingdom of God. And so the reason why this is so important is because this is an opportunity for us to not just come together and talk about what the kingdom of God should look like. This is the opportunity for us to go out and demonstrate what the kingdom of God looks like. And there, I mean, you, can't, you cannot go throughout Scripture, Genesis to Revelation, and see that God does not have an over-the-top passion for children. As a matter of fact, Jesus even challenges people to pursue him with a childlike faith. So it's, there's even an element of that where he, he's even looking at us in the context of the, the relationship between God the Father and us as his children. And so when we, when we look at wanting to step into this and partner with this, uh, this is a big deal. Actually, for us, before we, we've been here now just over four years, care of myself and our family, our kids, um, to, to, do, to start Convo Church. And even before we came here, it was probably a couple of years before that, that this topic of, of fostering and fostering children and even, even to the point of adoption like was something that really, um, I will say, was on my wife's heart because she'd bring it to me and I'm like, what? You know, we got three kids. And, uh, and uh, so we, but, but, you know, but that's how God works. Like he plants a seed in your heart and then over time, his own ways, he begins to water seeds. He begins to see things grow. And, uh, and so for us, this has, and there's been other people over the last handful of years where, where this topic would come up like, I don't know why, I just, I don't know where, I just feel like I have a heart to do this, I want to be trained, I want to think about this. And it was God preparing our church for this season. And so, so just, just know this, like we're going to, you know, get a little bit more into some of the details and what that looks like. And uh, in 20 times at least, we're going to say, change your plans if you have them and be here tonight yes. for the interest meeting that, that, uh, that we're having with Foster This City. Uh, because it would be a lot more detail and practicality. We know that not everybody is going to be called to be a foster family. Yes. And, uh, and for, for those of you that feel, that feel the panic in your stomach right now because you think that's what we're going to have everybody sign up to do before you leave, <laughs> we're locking the doors. No, that's not, that's not what it's about. You know, the right. beauty of the church is that we get to be a community that supports each other in different ways, no matter what, they may, no matter what that might be. And so this is just an example of that. But, uh, but it's so important because this is a part of the vision of this house. And when God plants you somewhere, he will also put that passion in you as well. Yeah. And it might look differently, but that, that's a part of what God does when he brings people together and plants them together in a local setting it's because we're going to partner together for the things that God's called us to do as a church. And it's going to be powerful. So, so Kate, I think uh, the next question, because for us, 
and, and you know, even in just the conversations we've had with you and your team, that heart is there as well. Like, this is not just a social project. This is kingdom of God. Like, this is the church, and the church can be, should be the answer for this, and actually many other things in our society as well, where we've, where we've kind of kicked that off to the side, and we're like, well, the government can take care of that, and, uh, and not, to, not to stir waters there, but there are things that the church in our world should be doing where we have relinquished the authority that God gave us. And, and now in many, and I'm trying not to preach this, in many ways, we, we complain about things that is actually our fault because we have delegated authority outside of ourselves that God actually gave to us to steward. So and so I think what I see now, especially in this context, we see the church is waking up to what our calling is. Because our calling is not just to gather and have services. This should be something that catapults us into the world around us. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a big deal. So, so what, are, what, are some of the, what are some of the scriptures that have really been foundational, um, Kate, for you, for your team, as you go out and just really get this message out? Yeah. So we know that, that God's heart is for the vulnerable child. We see that from the very beginning. It's riddled throughout scripture that God cares for the children, the orphan, the widow. One of the things that's really important to note is that children who are in foster care aren't orphans. They are children of parents who have struggled. Um, and, and the gospel calls us to respond to that, right? Foster care is what, what you'll hear tonight. Is You'll hear, hear me say this a hundred times is foster care is families loving families, Right? Um, so scripturally, we have a bunch of different verses that, I mean, gosh, we can lean hard into. Um, I've got a few. One of them, Psalms 82.3, defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Father of the fatherless and protector of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God sets the lonely in families, right? Um, one of the, the things that I absolutely love um, about this work is that God, I feel like God speaks to me in the midst of this. And in, in Mark chapter 9, I'm going to read you a portion of what this says. And it's just, it's so good. I would just ask for it to wash over you. Um, this is Jesus, the week before he gets crucified on the cross. And he's talking to his disciples and they're walking into Capernaum. And this is what's going on. As they came to Capernaum, when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you discussing on the way? But they fell silent, for on the way they were arguing over who of one of them was the greatest. And he sat down and he called the twelve and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all, the servant of all. And he took a child and he put him in the midst of them. And taking them in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. Working with these children is the work of Jesus himself. This is his heart. And I think it's a beautiful picture of how in our culture nowadays, sometimes children are, are to be seen and not heard. Um, but God's heart is for these children, right? These children who have suffered abuse and neglect. Um, I want to show you a slide here that, that's going to talk about how we take action and, and what our vision is. Um, the best way to see a transformed city tomorrow is by caring for a vulnerable child today. By bringing these children into loving homes today, our city is better tomorrow. Let's look at these statistics. This is um, just insane to me. The slide shows the tragic long-term effects of children growing up without a loving home and a stable family. If children who find themselves in foster care are never welcomed into a safe, a loving family, they reach, um, when they reach adulthood, 33% will become homeless. 
Half will develop a pen dependence on alcohol and drugs. And what I find to be most staggering is that 60% of children rescued out of the sex trafficking bus in 2013 were kids who spent time in the system. And I know that you guys partner with Awaken. Melissa, you got to hear from her. She's incredible, and the work that she does is directly related to the foster care work in the city. These children um, need loving homes. They need adults, safe, loving adults, to come alongside in the name of Jesus and say, like Jesus says to us, it doesn't matter what has happened to you. It doesn't matter what you have done. I love you anyway. That's, that's what Jesus has done for us. That's our unique call as Christians. And Jesus lovers is to step in and shine the light into the darkness. Um, as I was prepping this morning, I was um, just praying through John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then down into 16, it says, we have all received grace upon grace. And the light here is talking about Jesus himself, not just a light bulb, but the light. The light himself overcoming the darkness, and, and the light is never put out. And it's in the midst of the hardest times of these families' lives that we get to shine the light of Jesus over and over and over and over again. And these kids need it, and they need it today. Um, it is an urgent, urgent need, and it's our call to step in. So I know I know. first, first service we showed um, kind of what that looks like for the mm -hmm. church. Like, So can you yeah. explain what that what does that look like for us? Sure. As Congo yeah. Church, as a partner yeah. um, with Foster the City, for those for those who are sitting here thinking, "Oh my gosh, I can't, I, I cannot be a foster family," <laughs> but there are there are options. There are so many options. So, what does that look like? Sure. So this is our model, and um, this is what we like to to think that if every church would raise up one foster family. And wrap that foster family with a team of support friends. At some point, the church can meet the need. We will be able to do the work and the church can meet the need. Um, foster the City, we have a dream that one day there will be a waiting list of families yes. rather than a waiting yes. list of kids. Yes. Come on. Right? Come on. So this is how we do this work. The church raises up one foster family or multiple. Come on, right? I'd love yes. to see more than one. And then each foster family is matched with a team of four support friends. Now, this is the work. This is the boots on the ground. This is the practical prayer, encouragement, babysitting, transportation. Those of you parents in this room, can I get an amen when you get a babysitter for a date night? <laughs> right? These Hallelujah. are the things that give us life, yes. um, mental health coming alongside of. This is the community. Yeah. Right? Jesus says in the Bible that when we are together, he is with us. Yeah. And this is what we want to do for these families. So um, practical meals, housekeeping. We've got a family who just can't even just give time. But, man, they'll give 100 bucks a month to have somebody's house clean. Wow. Sign me up for that. Yes. Right? Like how amazing is that? Or meals. Um, mom's in the room. You are, like, working and you're doing kids. And then to, have, to not have to worry about a meal one night. To be present with your kids and have it be delivered hot and fresh, yes, that's how we care. And I know that that seems small, but man, it is a game changer. It is a game changer for those of us who are doing this work. Um, and then the really cool thing is you guys get to be invited into the lives of these children. You get to pray with these families from beginning to end. 
um, the highs and the lows. We come alongside these kids and we sit in the mess and the yuck. Um, I have personally rocked my daughter as she's crying for her tummy mommy. What does that look like? There is, there, I just want to reach inside of their little bodies and pull that pain away. But I can't. These children belong to Jesus. Right? I believe him to heal and to do work. And he uses us to do that. That's so powerful. Um, I know that there are those here in the room right now whose hearts are pounding. Their palms are sweating. And they're like, I know I have to respond and do something. And it may not be opening your home, but it may be something else. But what would you say to those people who... Um, who are hesitant or who just have the fear because of the stories that they've heard. We've all heard, we've all heard scary stories. Um, but you know right now Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. And what would you say to those people who are just hesitant because of fear or being scared? I would say, I know what it feels like. I remember when I felt that call. Um, the fear is real. I think that there's something to be said about entering into somebody's brokenness alongside of them. It could be uncomfortable. Um, oftentimes, personally, I feel like it, it, I just want to take it away. Like I want to control the situation and I want to make it better. And we just, we can't. Um, our city is riddled with generational trauma. Often, actually, it's what we were founded on right? There's prostitution, there's drugs, and there's alcohol, abuse, and neglect. And, and where is Jesus in the midst of this? This fear is real, and there's a delicate tension between asking God to do his will in your life, right? Because when he does, when we ask that, sometimes it, he really will, um, asking him to do his will and actually choosing to step into that. Um, it is hard. And one of our values at Foster the City is to be honest and hopeful, Honestly, this work is hard. My home is riddled with trauma and really hard, hot, uh, really hard days and really great joy. There is hope and healing in the midst of this time. And if you come tonight, you'll get to hear a little bit more of what that looks like. Um, between just Abby and I here, she's licensed also, there have been 15 kids affected by Jesus just in two families. And that's not just to speak to Abby and I, that's because of the work of Jesus. So my husband and I say, we say yes until God says no. We say yes until God says no. Do you believe him for that? Is that scary? 100%. The beauty in that is that you don't have to do it alone. We're here. Your community is here. We're here. And that doesn't mean that you just say yes and do this. That means discerning. That means prayerfully deciding where you're at in your life and how you proceed with caution and in accordance to your family and, and what that looks like, but you're not doing it alone. You're doing it in the context of community. And we know that 60% um, of, of families who step into this to become licensed after the first year without community, they don't foster again. That's statistics. Like we know that. The community is the game changer. This is where our faith is and our hope is, lies in Jesus in the midst of this. Um, so if you are afraid and you're trying to calm your heart and trying to take deep, deep breaths and be like, oh my gosh, what is God doing? That's okay. 
be afraid for a minute. Let him do some work. Um, there is some magic in those moments, truly. And then say yes until God says no. It's, um, and again, you can see it up on, on the screens. You know, we're gathered tonight at, at 6 o'clock, and, and uh, Kate and the Foster the City team will be here to go a lot more in-depth. And, uh, and it's going to be powerful. I'm really asking you to, to make plans to join us tonight. And, and coming tonight, again, it's, it's an information meeting. It's an interest meeting. And, uh, and that's the point, is just to give more information so that, so that we can, as a church, find the ways that God wants us to move forward in this area. Um, but, but we're not going back. We're not, we're not trying this out. Does that make sense? Like, oh, we'll see how it goes. And and then we'll see what 2023 has for us. No, this is, I was telling somebody that uh, just in between the services, and they're like, you know, had that, that thing was pounding in their heart, like, oh, I wish I wish I could do this right now. And I'm like, well, there, there are things that we can all do now, um, e- even if it's not being a foster family. But we also realize, like, we're in this for the long haul. You know, so, so it's not like, oh, 2022 is over, had your chance, missed it. No, we're, we're in this. Uh, so, so don't allow the years to come be an excuse that keeps you from action now, but also don't think that, well, if I can't do what maybe is on my heart now, then I can't do anything ever. I think that's so important just for us to know we're going to do this together as a church, and, um, and we're going to be calling people up. We already had uh, one, of the, one of the biggest um, team members, if you will, for, for this to happen in our church would be uh, an advocate, someone who is going to be basically be the, the rally person in our church working with Foster the City to, to help rally this and push this. And, and we've already had one, one uh, church member who's like, I'm, I'm in, I want to do that. And, um, and, we, and we need more. It's not just one person. We need a team of people. Because uh, that's, just so you know, that's kind of how we operate at Convo Church. We don't have Lone Rangers. We have teams. And, uh, and so we need a team of people that would, that would want to be that. So, so please um, let, let your heart be tugged. Show up tonight. Um, but I think before we uh, wrap this up, Kate, I wonder how can we as a church, like even right now, um, end this by just one of the things that we can pray for like right now. Yeah, that's good. Um, so right now we, we're in the holiday season. We've got a bunch of kids who don't have homes. <laughs> and they just don't have homes for Christmas. And I, that just, just breaks my heart. Um, just pray for these kids that the peace that passes all understanding would come alongside of them that they would know that they're not alone, that they would feel the love from their community today. Um, That's an immediate need. Um, Pray for the work that God is doing in this city. I know uh, by experience, just by knowing some of the caseworkers of the agency, that this work is hard. There are kids and kids and kids that need care um, and leadership. We just, God is moving, y'all. He is moving, and we need endurance. Um, These caseworkers need endurance and 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 Christ in the midst of this pray that 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 he would just remain steady in this city um, and one of the things that I want to do they don't know I'm gonna do this but I'm gonna do this Aaron and Adriana are they here they're here um, Aaron and Adriana are active foster parents right now and they have kids in their home you guys know yes one of the things that I, I really encourage our churches to do um, is to see the families and to pray for them and to come alongside of them. And I'm going to have them come up here. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, 
But what I want to invite you to do, and I'm going to pray first and then Craig and Kara can pray, but I want you to know that the work that they're doing is hard and it's actually unspeakable. There is no language for the amount of work that this is, right? For the pain that you choose to sit in with these kids. And I know what it's like to cry in your closet. I know what it's like to close your door and to take a deep breath and just say, Jesus, where are you in the midst of this? My kids need you today. They need you now. Sustain me, hold me up, keep me strong. I don't know if I can do this tomorrow, right? It's real. And I want you to know that today, because we're here, you're not alone. And your community is here with you. And from this moment on, they're not gonna walk away from your side. We are gonna raise up support friends to wrap you as fast as we can. And we are gonna lay hands on you. And God, by the love of Jesus, you will be sustained here at Combo Church. How's that sound? Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for Aaron and Adriana. God, I just ask that in your name you would be here with them. For the kids that they have in their home, God, that you would see them, their stories. Um, you know them by name, God, and those stories matter to you. God, I just ask that you will sustain them, their marriage, their home, and their family, God, that you will give them power in your name to continue to love these children, to continue to do this work. God, I just ask that for this community in Convo, that you would wrap them immediately with everything that they need to be sustained, um, that they would get date nights, that they would get meals, God, that they would get time away um, to just be refreshed in you. God, I praise you for their yes. Thank you for their yes um, for these children and the lives that they are changing. Um, God, we just give them to you and all the work that you are doing here with this family. Father, we want to, as we partner with that too, Father, we, I lift up Kate, I lift up her team. I lift up what you're doing with Foster the City. God, I pray that you will give them favor in our city, in our region, in northern Nevada. Uh, favor with government officials, with judges, with everyone who's involved in the system. Lord, I pray that uh, that maybe in years past they had a, a bad taste in their mouth of the church trying to do things. Father, I pray that you would help us to represent you well to those who are in this system. Father, that we would have the favor to come in and bring hope and bring that light that the darkness can't extinguish. Uh, Father, I, I pray for the churches of our region that those that are aware of this and haven't stepped up and those that just they just don't know yet. Father, we pray that you would do uh, what you've even done in our hearts, God, that you, would, that you would prick our hearts, that you would plant those seeds, Lord, that you would create those conversations and the opportunities uh, to call us as the church to action. And Lord, we pray that, that even in a short period of time, that the church would do what I know, God, you'd love to see, which is to be the answer in cities, to transform cities, bring revival in so many different ways in these cities. God, this is your city, this is your region, and you've called us here for this purpose, for this time, and for this season, you've called the families, you've called the couples, you've called the individuals, you've called the friends, the prayer partners, the uh, the meal warriors. Judges gave it a name. Anyway, uh, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are moving on our behalf and through us. And we pray for we pray for your help. We pray for clarity and Holy Spirit. We pray that you would just breathe on all of this. We know that this is yours, and we know that this is your heart. God, give us your heart for your people, especially for children, Lord. And we ask this all in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody say amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Convo Church podcast. Special shout out to those who give so generously to Convo Church. It's because of you that this ministry is even possible. 
If you want to sow into the ministry, go to ConvoChurch.com and simply click the Give button. It's that easy. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, follow, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories and tag us at Combo Church. Thanks again for listening, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Combo Church Podcast.